Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Pitt fans? Welcome back to another Pitt Mailbag here at the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. He is Christopher Carter. I am Noah Hiles. Chris, we're halfway through training camp. We're halfway through. In a couple of weeks, college football will be back. The NFL will be back shortly after. Football, it's it's really happening. I I feel like we say it every week, like it's getting closer and closer. But, I mean, with preseason going on, with with week zero quickly approaching, with – I mean, camp being halfway over just seems crazy to me. It does. But, but that's the truth of the matter. I mean, in, in a couple of weeks, camp will be wrapped up. Players will be moving out of their hotels and back to where they live on campus or off campus. And we'll be talking Pitt Wofford, the matchup of the year that everyone is excited to hear about. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I have for, for that. There's obviously a lot going on. A pretty eventful week last week. For Pitt yeah. Athletics on numerous fronts. There was training camp. There was basketball playing internationally. And, of course, there was some major NIL news, which is where we're going to start the show uh, this week. And we'll, we'll start with a question from Joe. With the football team taken care of, can we expect Alliance 412 to reach a similar agreement with the basketball team in the near future? Now, for those who are watching, listening, reading that aren't aren't familiar with what Joe is alluding to, uh, last week, Alliance 412 announced, I believe it was Thursday, a team-wide deal with each of the 85 scholarship players on Pitt football's roster where they'll receive a monthly number or monthly income. Uh, It's a tier-based income uh, process there, but it's a seven-figure annual deal Every scholarship player will be getting five figures of income annually. Uh, so it's a, it's a big thing. It's something you don't yeah. really see in the world of college sports. And that paired with their Oakland Originals announcement that uh, happened earlier in the week. I believe that came out on Tuesday. It's some pretty innovative stuff that Pitt's uh, preferred collectives doing right now. So Joe wants to know, you know, with that team deal in mind, do we see that happening with other pit teams in the future i'll start this one carter and by just saying yeah yeah expect it um mm-hmm. there there hasn't been anything officially announced i wouldn't expect it in the near future because based on everything that i've heard from people that we've got to know at alliance 412 from just other sources the focus right now as far as announcements is going to be on football stuff there mm-hmm. might be more football related things there might be events i i don't know the specifics but it seems like until the football season starts, any type of NIL announcement to come out of Alliance 412 is probably going to be connected more to the football program than any other team. Um, 
But I, 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 you would have to assume if they could reach a, a deal with oh, yeah. an 85-man roster, that me. reaching a deal with a 14-man roster is not going to be that difficult. Right, Carter? This is a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. I think the football team was was the big deal because if they can get that one across, yeah. then they can get the basketball one across. Um, and, and let's face it, I think Chris Bickle, uh, who you know he he's the guy that's behind all of it, right? Like he yeah. he's, he's he's the man who's who's you know really bringing a lot to Pitt. He made that twenty million dollar donation, you know, a year or two ago. So he's been behind it. He's been about the football team. So it's going to be there first, but he he wants to see basketball succeed as does Pitt and the Lions four one two, and those are the two money makers. If Pitt, you know, Pitt volleyball, it's awesome that they're successful. Pitt soccer teams, it's awesome that they're successful. But they can win back to back five championships in a row each sport. It won't matter if football and basketball are bad, and they need those programs to be your money makers. So this this i think this is a very competitive idea on the football side do that in basketball i think it adds to that as well and maybe we see a come up and some pit you know i'm not I'm not saying they're going to be banging with the big dogs in both sports but maybe stuff like this can help them get a leg up when they're recruiting and trying to keep players for the long term and to build off of what you said carter on the note of football and basketball being more significant you can compete in college volleyball or college soccer without having a great NIL collective. Yep. You, you're, you're just, but in, in football and men's college basketball, if you do not have an established collective, bye bye, you don't have a real chance. Yeah. I mean, there's granted, you could get lucky and a whole bunch of guys commit right. to you for whatever reason, or you could have an amazing coaching staff, but man, it just, just looking at, what it takes to be a competitive basketball and football team in today's landscape, you need something. So that's why I think the focus as far as team deals goes, will go toward football and basketball first. It's because that's what's needed in that sports landscape to compete where volleyball, it's not as prevalent NIL Mm -hmm. isn't or, or soccer or wrestling. Sure. There are players that have NIL deals. I think the highest endorsement, NIL athlete is a gymnast. Yeah. It's Livy Dunn, but a lot of her that I mean, she's probably getting something from LSU's collective, but That's a lot different. of her money comes from brand deals because she has millions of followers on social media. Yeah. So that that's the difference there. Um, and I think the other reason why it's gonna be football focused here, Carter, is because A, the football season's coming up, and B, I think Alliance 412's goal is you've seen they they've been tweeting and posting on social media about their their type, their donor tiers, how mm. everyone can kind of become a donor. They're hoping that they're hoping that this news takes off, which it has, and that others will see it and want to get involved. And it will be easier based on new donors joining in on the charge mm-hmm. to strike a deal with the basketball team. I, I think yep. that that's their focus right now. Clearly is focus on football right now. Hopefully for their sake that Pitt does well in the beginning of the season. And, and there's a lot of buzz and, People start giving to the collective and they're able to use that money from the football team and the the hype generated from that to sprinkle over to the other teams, including basketball, which again, this isn't anything official or breaking or whatever. It's just common sense. That's clearly the next team in line because that's just the hierarchy of college sports. We'll move on now. Chuck wants to know. Uh, Chuck says he read somewhere that Ohio State Ohio State's athletic director will be retiring at the end of the year. What are the chances Heather Like ends up leaving Pitt to head to Columbus? I'm just going to say this. I've been reporting all summer on a pretty big story about Heather Like. Um, we talked about how happy she is at Pitt. 
um, and what she hopes to achieve at Pitt and how long she wants to stay there. Um, I'll, I'll say that I don't think Heather's in a huge hurry to get out of Pitt, but I she worked at Ohio State for a really long time. Yeah. So I'll let that be a little bit of a tease for a pretty big story we're going to run hopefully by the end of the month. Just depends on how fast these fingers can type it out at this point. Um, there's a little bit more to it than that. But yeah, that we got a big story coming out on that. So keep an eye on there. We'll be talking about the subject and a couple of other things dealing uh, with Miss Heather Like. So yeah. Carter, anything to add? Uh, just that I think Heather likes still done an amazing job, and I think that she knows that she has a comfortable place here. I also think the pit treats her well and pays her well, uh, as far as you know, competitive wise in in the uh, athletic director track. But uh, yeah, Ohio State's a whole like that's one of them big dogs we're talking about, right? Like they're they're one of the people they're one of the or, the institutions that's going to be able yeah. to come out and just their their collectives are going to be on a whole other level, and so. Um, if Heather like wants to stay at Pitt and keep building what she's built here, great for her. But I don't think she owes anybody anything after all that she's done here. She can do what she wants. I don't think that she'll necessarily leave right now, but I wouldn't be shocked if there was a major university that did grab her in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, and who could blame her if right. she did leave? I mean, if she, she, if, she if, won here. It's, it's like if you're if you're working in computer programming. And you're working for, you know, a decent company and all of a sudden Apple offers you to be its CEO. Wouldn't you want to take that opportunity? You know, and you you weigh that where, but I mean, as far as gold standards go and athletic departments, find me one better than Ohio State. Across the board, they're competitive yeah. in pretty much everything. Everything. There's a lot of revenue that comes from that school and mm -hmm. they're not going away anytime soon. She's from Ohio. I mean, it would make a lot of sense. I, I'm she's never told me anything about that or anything like that. That's not I'm not saying she's completely gone, but I mean, it would make sense because she's a really good athletic director and they need one because that's a big athletic program. So we'll move on now. Jack wants to know uh, from what he noticed, it looked like Carlton Carrington was the best of the freshman guards during the Spain trip. Do you think that puts him in a spot to be the starting point guard over Dior Johnson and or Jalen Lowe? Carter? I think it's way it's a lot to be reading in on what's yeah. going on in a, in a game in Spain in August. Like, guys, the, the, right now, that trip is about this, this group bonding. Yep. And there's so many things. We don't even see the full stats for these games. Like, we don't, we don't know. Like, we don't have right. a, a, an official box score. Like, this is right now these guys playing together getting used to each other this would be like us saying uh who, who was the, who was the guy that started for against uh western michigan Nate last, this would be like saying Nate Arnell should start because he did great in the spring game like it's that's not how this stuff works now who knows Carl Kitchen may, may be killing it and he may become the guy th this year there's a we, we, we've talked about that we don't know what Dior Johnson's going to look like we didn't see him at all last year Carl Car Carrington Jalen Lowe they're both new and this is a young Panthers team so maybe it could work out but I would not read into what's going on over there I think it's cool to see that they're they're bonding and they're building over there and that'll help this group going into this season but i would not read into stats or success points of international play as they're kind of just on, on these trips right now yeah i mean i from the information that we have unfortunately the post-gazette didn't send me out to spain i guess i should have asked uh 
I didn't think that that would be one that would get approved, though. Um, so we don't even know how many points Carlton Carrington scored right. in their first of two games. I know he scored 10 in the second game. And, and you look, he led the team in assists, I believe, Wednesday. I think he had nine. Um, and he had a really solid stat line. But it, it's not like the other guys, from the information that we have, played poorly. I mean, Dior looked to have solid assist numbers in both games. Um and rebounding numbers. And, and again, like you said, Carter, it's, it's, it's August. So much can happen. We don't know who's going to be healthy at the start of the season. We don't know who's going to, you know, adjust to just two of these kids have never even been college athletes yet. Like they've never taken right. a college class or they might've taken summer classes. It's a lot different when there's 20,000 people on your campus right. and there's stuff going on. How, how does your body, how does your mind react to the daily true daily grind that includes distractions and other obligations that don't exist right now. And they're, they're going to come back from Spain and real college life's going to begin. And we'll, we'll see how that affects all three of them. And, and I, I still think Dior is the front runner simply because he has a year of experience under his belt, not playing, but practicing with the team. He knows what to look for when Blake Henson's running the floor or the Diaz Graham twins are posting up or Fetty is doing his thing. You know, he has some chemistry built with these guys yeah. and not to say that the other two don't, it's just, they don't have as much. And quite frankly, also, I mean, Dior was the highest rated player out of all three of them out of high right. school too. So he probably has the highest ceiling out of all of them, but I mean, if it ends up being Carrington or Lowe, then that means they earned it because right. there there was a clear-cut favorite, and that was Johnson. And if for one reason or another Johnson loses that spot, it will be because a freshman him outplayed out. him. Right. And um, I don't think that Jeff's flying back as we're recording this right now from Spain thinking about, oh, man, <laughs> I got to start a true freshman at the point. In, in, in the scrimmage on February 1st against uh, Pitt Johnstown. Not February 1st, November 1st against Pitt Johnstown. Like, I don't, I don't think that's even entered his mind yet. I, I, I would, I'd venture to say that there are many, many weeks that still need to go by before that conversation even becomes remotely relevant right now. I'm right with you. Andy wants to know. This is an interesting question. It's definitely like a, kind of a crazy one, but I like this. We recently saw another Pitt Panther get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you had to pick one current Panther to make it into Canton, who would you choose? So this is not including guys like Larry Fitzgerald and Aaron Donald and LaShawn McCoy, who the first two are, I think, first ballot guys. Shady mm -hmm. might take some time, but I think he will get in. But Pitt has like three guys that will be in the Hall of Fame probably eventually, right? But he's asking, and we can't even say someone like Kenny Pickett or right. Kalijah Kansi, a current guy on the 2023 roster, which is, I mean, it's essentially like, I don't even know what you're, 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 you're trying to find a needle in a haystack, I guess. Like yeah. the, the odds are, odds are that there are no pro football Hall of Famers on this roster. <laughs> Most college football rosters do not <laughs> have a Hall of Fame. That, that is correct. So, um, but Carter, who do you want to go with? I'll let you pick first. Um, this is going to sound like I'm cheating, but I'm going to follow the formula that just got yep. one guy in. I'm going to go with a quick cornerback, and that's yeah. MJ Demershire. His ability to return, his ability to make plays with the, with the ball in his hands, uh, his athleticism. I, I think when he goes to the combine, he's going to blow it up. 
I think he's going to get on with the team. I think he's going to have a little bit of a higher profile than some of the other guys that were drafted later down, like Jason Pinnock, who, by the way, is doing very well for the Giants in preseason. He, I think he just had another inter- interception. Uh, they have a lot of pit players who were looking good in preseason over the past weekend uh, in the NFL. But I think MJ Devonshire, if I'm going to pick one person on this roster right now, it's another quip. Who knows what? Who knows what it takes to get to the to the league, and knows what it takes to succeed succeed in the league, and has the resources and has the talks to Darrell Revis. So I, I know I'm I'm cheating there, and I might have stole yours, Noah. But that was that was I felt like that was the most obvious one. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's the pick. I mean, how many Pro Football Hall Fit is ten now for Pitt? Uh, yeah, I think it's ten. Twenty percent of them are quips. You got that's Ditka crazy. and Revis. So yeah. I mean, that's that would be the the smart pick, right? You just follow the follow the the pattern Mm -hmm. um i'll go different and and when i say this i want to make it very clear i'm not saying this person is going to be a pro football hall of famer i'm not sure he will even make make it to the nfl i just think that this player has a very high ceiling of potential for the collegiate level and at his specific position if you are really good at this position in college it generally translates well to the next level. I'm going to go with Ryan Bear. Ooh, I like that. I think Ryan Bear, I will say this. This is the boldest claim you're going to get out of me as far as what Ryan Bear can achieve in his career. I'm not going to say he's going to be a great pro. I'm not going to say he's going to be a great professional player. But I do think Ryan Bear can has the potential to be one of Pitt's like next star players. I don't I know if that happens this year, but if this guy were to leave Pitt in two more years from now uh, as an All-American, I wouldn't be shocked. He'd, he'd be he, a high pick. Yeah, he would be a high pick. And and I just think that this is a guy – I mean, how many times do we see true freshmen or redshirt freshmen really getting early playing time like this? And a guy who I think that he will start at either left guard or left tackle. It really just comes down to who plays better between Jacoby and Branson Taylor. And whomever out of those two plays better at their respective position, Bayer will take the job of the other guy. Mm-hmm. So um, just there's that much potential. I, I think and that's basically why I'm saying this answer is I think out of everyone on Pittsburgh roster, if I had to bet money on who will be the highest drafted I think Ryan Bayer has the tools to be a first round offensive lineman. So that does not mean I think he will be an offensive lineman taken in the first round. Does not mean I think he will be a great NFL pro. I just think he has potential to have a really good career at Pitt. And if he does, that could translate to something to the next level. And, you know, if I'm covering his Hall of Fame enshrinement in 30 years from now, this video. This video, yes. like right here, like like I'm talking, I'm calling it the 2045 Canton Hall of Fame class. That's gonna be the one. I want okay. you to find this video if YouTube is still around, if humans haven't burned this world up yet. But if it's out there, I want this video to be in his enshrinement video. It has to be because Noah Hiles called it. Ryan yeah, you know Bambi. what? I'm pretty sure his mom. Uh, reads and comments on our stuff every now and then. So I apologize for putting this pressure on your son. I am not sitting here claiming he will be a pro football hall of famer. I want to make that very clear. I just, I had to pick one. I'm picking him. All right. So we're moving on now. Final one. Will wants to know, I love this question too. Who, who ends the 2023 season with the most carries 
Sebo Flemister, Daniel Carter, or Derek Davis Jr. I'm going to go boring here. I, I'm going to go with Sebo Flemister um, simply because he, I mean, he and Daniel Carter are both more experienced than Davis Jr. I think we know Daniel Carter's role. He's a short yeah. yardage guy. He's the best blocker in the group. Um, he'll be used as a fullback, although he doesn't like when you call him a fullback. Uh, Flemister, I think, is probably going to be the guy, if Rodney needs a break, that will probably get the first opportunity to get a whole series to himself. Now, I'm not sure if that will stay the same way by the time we reach October and November, because um, I think Derek Davis Jr. probably has the most talent out of all three. And if Rodney goes has a big year like Izzy did last year and goes to the NFL, Derek Davis Jr. could be the starting tailback on this team next year. Mm -hmm. Um but right now, I'd probably just go with Sebo because of his experience and his uh, familiarity with the offense. I, I like your call here because I, I, I know people are going to be like, that's chalk, man. Well, but yeah, but at the same time, you know what, what it is? They, and they preach this religiously. If you cannot protect your quarterback in the pass game, passing game, they're not going to let you get as many snaps at the running back game. And I think Derek Davis, he's doing fine there, but Sebo is used to it now. He's he's gotten he's gotten it down. He's very yeah. solid at it, as is Rodney Hammond, as is uh, Daniel Carter. Derek Davis, we have to see him in a game do it. Uh, I've seen I've seen all three of those guys do it and do it very very well in games. So I think that's their leg up right now. But I will say this: Derek Davis is explosive. That dude is an athlete. Athlete. And he is going to get loose. And I think that he could, if he ends up being a playmaker, you're right. He could be the, the the big running back that comes after Rodney Hammond. But as far as who gets the most carries this year, I think it's the guy that 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 they trusted, who's the the the, old, the elder statesman of the running back room. And that's that Seba. It makes a lot of sense. But watch out for Derek Davis. He could be a guy that when he comes off the bench, he gives them an, a, a different gear at the running back position. Yeah, I I would also like to make a point to say that he was probably the least fun to tackle out of those three. <laughs> well, Daniel Carter is, is a, is a He's big, a big dude. dude. Yeah. Uh, just the speed that Davis can generate in the open field with that com combination of size, it wouldn't be fun. So I, he certainly has potential. I just think like what we both said, the, the familiarity gives uh Sebo the edge there. I think that's all we have for today. It is Carter. Any final thoughts as we wrap up another mailbag? Two more Saturdays, and then it's college football week, baby. I'm just, oh. I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I, we, we keep doing, and look, I, I enjoy covering training camp. We get insights. We get to break things down for y'all. But, man, there's nothing like just, like, getting up. You're just, like, ready on Saturday. You're going to go over to the stadium, and you're going to hear the tailgaters. I love walking through the tailgaters. Also, if y'all ever see us walking through, y'all. Be, don't be afraid to say hi. Noah and I are very nice individuals. Don't talk but, to me. Talk to dang, me. No, no you don't want to take talk to the Pistons. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I, me, I, we will gladly talk with both of you. And if you catch us after the game, we might even throw down a couple cold ones with you every hey. now and then. So, yes, absolutely. We we love chopping it up with everybody. We appreciate everyone who submits questions to these mailbags, interacts with us on Twitter, and follows along with any and all of our coverage, not just for pit football, but – uh, for Pitt, everything, and for all sports coverage. We appreciate our, our viewers, our listeners, and our readers. So on that note, I will give the whole closing spiel here. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Follow all of our social media accounts and keep tuned into the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage. Take care.
Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.